Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Fast Friday action continues here at Watkins Glen International on IMSA Radio. Shea Adam and John Hindoff in the Global Broadcast Centre as we are ready for a furious half hour of qualifying for Porsche Deluxe Car- Carrera Cup North America. 35 cars split between three classes an incredible 20 pro cars with pro-am eight in their class and am seven in theirs the green flag is in the air and we do have some takers they were a little bit recalcitrant to get uh, out michael mccann mccann racing Will Martin, JDX, yes, thank you. A couple of burnouts, that's much more like it. Shea Adam is with me, John Hindall, for this one. It's the usual uh, usual script. First best lap is race one, second best lap, race two, unless you improve in race one. Uh, we have seen already this morning that track conditions, air conditions, absolutely perfect. Air temp 18 Celsius, 24 on the track. That's 64 Fahrenheit in the air and 75 on the track. The Michelin tyres, the flat six engines, are going to be producing all of their 507 horsepower. Records potentially going here. They should. We saw that in the first qualifying session this morning in the uh, Itamin Tumast MX-5 Cup Championship. Half a second was the pull time that was uh, demolished in qualifying it this morning. So it's good to see that the times are quick. I'm a little perplexed because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the rule book says for a qualifying session, you must go to your pit box, not line up at the pit exit. And I think we had about 25 cars that went straight to the pit exit and waited to go out on the track. So I will see if uh, penalties are called. If not, I do apologize. But for every other IMSA series, that is the standard operating procedure. We did have several cars, though, do as they were supposed to, including, it will surprise no one, the Kelly Moss group. They all went to their pit boxes and waited for the green flag to come out. First car to come around will be Riley Dickinson. He's on his own. Runaway points leader uh, in the championship with only a single second place that is... I mean, most people would be delighted to have a second place in a 20-car field yeah. that this that is this competitive. Uh, he will see that as a blot this year. Actually, do you know what? No, he won't because his experience of already, what, three, four years in driving Porsches will let him know that what he's got to do is just keep racking up the points. He's still weaving around, coming down the front straight uh, as he uh, is trying to warm up his tyres. But the interesting thing, John... The one race that he did not win was Long Beach, the second race of the weekend at Long Beach. Guess what happened that weekend in qualifying that is different to every other race this year? He did not get pole. So he's gotten five poles and five wins. They've all come together. Whereas now we look at a situation where Riley Dickinson might be thinking, 
ah, I need to be on pole in order to win these races. Maybe I should just keep that going. So for Riley, there are extra points for getting pole position. There's extra points for setting the fastest lap as well. Riley realizing the importance of every point counts, but as you say, he can play a little bit of defense at this point because he can sit back and he can afford to just wait for everyone else to try and catch him. He was the quickest driver in both of yesterday's sessions, but it took a long time in the second session before he came out of the pits and decided to reclaim the top of the charts. We saw a variety of other names that normally aren't up at the top of the charts or haven't been as of yet. Jason Hart, uh, Michael McCann amongst those drivers. But now we get to wait and see who will claim the fastest uh, place. And we should also say multi-class racing. Three categories of cars. They are all identical. The only difference is the driver. And how do they decide which driver goes into which class? Well, unlike some series where it's what lap time can you produce in the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America, it is based on age or vintage, as we like to say. A fine level of wine for some of these drivers as ages. So the youngest are in the pro. Then it's 40 to 50, I believe, or pro-am, and then 50 and above are in the am category. But that doesn't stop some of our am drivers from competing with the pro-am and some of our pro-am from competing with the pro. It's all about testing yourself, isn't it? Uh, the records that we are looking for this weekend, Kai van Berlo holds the record in Porsche Carrera Cup. The race lap record was set in 2021 here the first year of the 992 GT3 Cup, and he clocked a 148.619. Well, and you mentioned Kai Van Berlo. He's the only driver who's ever won here in this championship. I had a good point. Ever since the Deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup uh, came into existence for North America back in 2021, four rounds of the championship have been held here at the Glen. Four race wins for Kai Van Berlo. So there'll be a new name on the trophy this weekend. Yes. If there were a trophy that got engraved with names, yes. Uh, oh, don't spoil my thing. I, I, I had to. Uh, sorry. Zip. Sorry. Zip it. Stop being uh. a know-it-all. Tom Sargent is currently the fastest driver, and he is the only man this year who has been on pole position aside from Riley Dickinson. So Tom, the young Australian, clearly feeling his way around the track, is bested by Nick Bull. Two minutes flat for the opening gambit for Nick man out of Texas who's got a Rolex from winning Daytona from quite a few years back now. And now the fastest lap time. Oh, that's got to be disallowed. Uh, Alan Retney, 151.9. That that doesn't add up, does it, John? I must have run nine no, seconds no. faster than anyone else. Oh, no. I mean, do, <laughs> we're looking at 48 is the, the record here. All right. Well, so. Alan Metney first gambit. P.J. Hyatt, the second driver to uh, come in, but five seconds off what many did. Wow, Alan, jeez. Well, Alan's Someone had just, his coffee? Yeah, well, <laughs> and a couple of shredded wheat. Uh, yes. he, he may be a different a strategy to warm up the Michelin tyres. Just go flat out. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Four espressos and go, go, go. As now Riley Dickinson has reclaimed the top of the charts. So 148.590. I'll be fine. I'm fine. I've got this. I've got this, coach. Put me in. Put me in. I, uh, I want it. Right. Take it easy on the outlap, Alan. I am. I am. Yep. Are Just you sure? Going at a leisurely pace, boss. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting more times in that region. This is more like it. Yeah. I was really shocked to see Metney uh, oh. not, not at the top of the charts, but the fact that he two. went so quick. 48.2 is uh, 
quicker than the race lap record. And that time belongs to Jason Hart, MDK Motorsports. He's ahead of Will Martin for JDX in the number nine. And then Riley Dickinson. Jason Hart, going faster yet, just bettered his best time through sector one. So this lap should be good as well. Pleased to see Jimmy Lieber up in the top five as well. Three drivers, Jason Hart, Will Martin and Riley Dickinson, faster than the race lap record. Now, this is qualifying. And remember, we're not looking for just one good time. We're looking for two. We've still got 22 minutes to go of this session uh, out of the 30 that we started with. So let's see if anybody comes in for a new set of tyres. There are new tyres, new Michelin slicks stacked up with the teams on their carts down in the pit lane. They are allowed to put their carts in the working pit lane here because not all of the... WeatherTech teams are even set up yet. One or two of them are. Well, and that's standard operating procedure for Carrera Cup that they do use the active pit lane as their boxes. And uh, they do make pit stops during this qualifying session. Not during the race, but during the qualifying session. They come in, they change oh. their tires. A new sticker Michelin dries for this session, should point out. Riley Dickinson has just gone through in a 147.866 only driver oh. no will martin i was about to say only driver in the 47s now a 47 7 where's will jason martin. hart coming through watch out for the number 20 the mdk motorsport oh no car. he got traffic oh he got traffic in the final sector john that cost him at least three seconds wow jason hart a 151.4 however He's got a decent gap to himself and Voronchotsky as he goes down towards the inner loop. Now, maybe getting a little bit of a draft down there. Efren Castro to the top of Pro-Am for Kelly Moss. 13th in the number 65. That's the mostly pink car. 149.2 for him. And Mark Kwame, who had a quiet-ish day yesterday, battling with John Goetz and... Scott Noble in the AM class all through yesterday. Grady Willingham goes up to third, but Mark Kwame is top of the class in AM with a 51-6. 151-8 for John Getz, who was great yesterday. He really enjoyed his day. Here comes Jeff Mosing to cross the line here in just a second to complete his first representative lap. On his outlap, he realized there was something wrong, came into the pits. They did an adjustment, and he went back out. So this is his first flying lap for the Pro-Am contender. Saw Jeff at uh, Ty last night. So he's fired up. You know that he's ready to go fast. There he goes now across the line. And where does Mosing move to? That had to have been a good lap. He jumps quite a ways up the chart 21st overall fourth in class here's will martin for jdx 47 772 he has from last time around as he put another good lap together he was on his own 40 48 3 that's faster than riley dickinson's last lap which was a 41 4 into the pits for jason hart so jason has decided to peel off into the pits either to find some room or to get a new set of Michelin tyres. Let's see what he does as the bright yellow car comes in to meet the bright yellow pit board and hits its marks perfectly right behind is another car into the pits. That is the 74. Are they doing tyres, tyres for Hart? Yes, they are. And they are now, are they brand new? Well, let's yes, see. Yes, they are. Yep, they've got stickers yeah. on them. They have got stickers on them. 
Verun Choksi's the other car out of the pits, by the way, getting new tires. So it's about that time. We've had 12 minutes of the session. A bit early, I would have thought, for guys to come in and do new tires. As, uh, but his, his, lap, his next best lap, as you said, yep. he caught traffic. Yep. So there's no point trying to put another lap, another qualifying heat cycle onto those tires. The first set of tires he's going to have to use for one of the two races. Exactly. And now we've got Moise Uretsky in the pits as well, doing sticker tires for the accelerating performance Porsche. It's the car that looks almost identical to Michael Cooper's car. Michael Cooper, multi-time almost. sports car champion. Almost. The difference being the color of the numbers, and of course the numbers themselves, on the side window and the rear window. As now into the pits comes Michael McCarthy. So the first of the Kelly Moss cars to come in for new tires. As Jason Hart is about ready to leave. Riley Dickinson is in the pits too. Yeah, so we have the top five in the pits at the moment. Will Martin by 0.094 of a second on his best lap from Riley Dickinson in second, who is three and a half tenths ahead of Jason Hart on his best lap. So that's nearly half a second between first and third. That's a huge gap. In the context of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America here at the Seal and Six Hours of the Glen, at the moment, Jason Hart would be on the inside of row number two for race one. Michael McCarthy from Kelly Moss would be alongside him. He's half a tenth away. Then Tom Sargent, new to the championship, with new to the championship, McElroy Racing. Uh, he's another two tenths further back, and the third row will be completed as it stands right now by Sean Varwick of Kelly Moss Racing. But what's the important part here? Will Martin, pole position, points. Yes. He currently sits third in the championship, 13 behind Tom Sargent, well behind Riley Dickinson, but he's trying to get back Good up point. toward the front of the field, and the only way to do that is take points off Riley and also remind Riley he didn't win the race, that he didn't get pole position. That's the only one this year. That makes him vulnerable. I, I just think Riley and Kelly Moss Racing will look at every weekend now and say, who's chasing us? Because the championship behind is very close. Yep. And there's not a single challenger. And they're all taking points away from each other as well. I, I reckon top threes, top fives for Riley. And it takes somebody to have the kind of run that Riley did with the three victories at the start of the year to then get on that championship trail. The only problem is that there's more to come than has been. Yeah, well, that's true. We're not, so, not half distance in the season yet. Correct. You're absolutely right. We've had six races so far this year. We have ten more to go. So, Riley has done everything that he's needed to do thus far. But, as you say, the people chasing are taking points off one another. If Tom Sargent, if Will Martin string it together... They're still in it. They've done well enough early on in the year to be able to put together the kind of run that Riley has done. So, yes, Riley can afford to play a bit of defense, but he can't afford to take his foot completely off the throttle. No, I, I, I yes, I don't, I'm not at all suggesting that he's playing the points game already. Oh, but no. he's playing what the, the game that he is playing, which isn't a game, it's a strategy, is risk versus reward. Because what you cannot cannot absolutely cannot afford here is to have a non-finish or a bad weekend where you finish outside the top 10 twice yep 
and a non-finish normally means you've had a mechanical or an incident. If that's in race one, that could affect your performance in race two. We, we've already been talking about how bonus points can win championships in other championships. It's the same here. You cannot afford to miss a round in terms of your point scoring. And that, I mean, what's the difference between points between first and second? Uh, 25.57. Right. Seven. So that takes a bit of catching up. Yeah. Because that is the biggest points differential in the, in the points awarded. Yes. But we've, we've been talking about Riley, and yes, he has the five wins and the one-third from Long Beach. He's got the poles. He's got fastest laps to go with that as well. But we haven't talked about the great performance that we've seen from Tom Sargent this year. Newcomer to racing in North America, obviously newcomer to this championship. Second, second, second with the fast lap, second with the pole position, second, and then a single bad finish, the last race out at Miami. That yep. was the 17th. Yep. That's his bad finish for the year. If he continues, well, he holds that for well, sure. Well, yes. If he wants to win this championship, that's his last bad finish for the year. If he continued going through, finishing second, 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 maybe a third, maybe a first, second, 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 that is a brilliant run. Yep. That is a championship-winning run. A championship when Riley Dickinson isn't in it. It's certainly a championship contending. Run. Yes. I'll give you that. I do think this championship. Um, I don't. I don't think Riley will run away with this championship, um, I, and I, I'm hopefully. I don't wish anybody bad luck, so I don't think I'm saying this. But Riley knows it. Kelly Moss knows it. Uh, Kelly Moss, the team, which is Victoria Thomas and, and the rest of the team, they know how to put a championship run together. They have won more championships in Porsche racing in, in the US than anybody else. So they know how to put this together. This will not phase them. Um, a moderate race will not phase them. What would what would begin to put the pressure on is a non-score. Yes. And, and that is what you've got to stay away from. All right, let's pick up some of these times. Nobody... Oh, yeah, somebody who's just improved. Uh, that was Travis Wiley. No, he's coming to the pits. So they're the, just the best times. Let's give you the rundown of how it stands in the other classes. In arm, it's Scott Noble, who was good yesterday. He's good today. MDK Motorsports. MDK is Mark D. Kwame. He's in second. John Getz in third in arm at the moment. And uh, that was a really good time by Scott N Noble. He's put just over a tenth into his teammate and a full second ahead of John Getz in third. In Pro-Am, Efren Castro, Kelly Moss, the 65 guy, you can't miss that one, with a 49-2, is ahead of Alan Metney on a 52. That's a full second then. Moise Oreski and Jeff Mosing are all are both within a tenth of Alan Metney in the battle for second, third, fourth. And PJ, PJ Hyatt is all within the tenth. <laughs> so second, third, fourth and fifth in Pro-Am within a tenth, but Efren Castro is a second quicker. Red flag on the circuit. We've had an incident at turn one. Turn one incident has brought out the red flag with 11 and a half minutes to go. Huh, and so anybody who hasn't got their second, good second lap in might be struggling now. I don't see a car at turn one. No, neither do I. That's not saying it, a good thing to be perfectly honest as it's cruiser, further round I think than we can see from our vantage point more toward the exit of turn one correct yes. a lot of people getting track limits warning there 
waiting to see who shows up as stopped. Uh, but we can't read into that too quickly because the drivers will have been told to slow down around the circuit. And that does sometimes John trick gets, the timing beams. John gets the 57. Oh, no. It is John gets the 57. Right, Motorsports. We were just talking about him now. And he's been so strong this weekend so far, John. He's been feeling really comfortable around okay, here. This is, a, this is an odd one, Shay, because I can see the wrecker, pick, pickup truck, uh, the bright red pickup truck at the right on the exit curb of turn one so not sure if John's just looped it and gone into the inside wall and bounced back out Uh, we've got cars in the acceleration lane waiting to go as soon as they can right that pickup truck is now moved further round debris on the track that's what the the Ah. pickup truck was doing there and I'm not seeing John's transponder moving, so I, I believe that car is just out of our sight. Round turn one, uh, behind, in terms of our line of sight from the Global Broadcast Centre, behind the pit lane grandstands or bleachers. Everybody else has reported back to the pit lane, just waiting for Riley Dickinson to come in. He's coming round. Through turn 10 now. Here's Dan Clark into the pit lane. And while we've got a moment, while the track has gone quiet, thank you to all of our marshals oh, here, here this weekend. And every weekend. And every weekend. And everywhere. We can't go motor racing without you guys. So we appreciate the time and dedication and passion that you have for this sport. Professional in every way, apart from the paycheck, of which <laughs> there is none. We know you do it for the love, but that doesn't make us think any uh, less of you in terms of your professionalism absolutely outstanding I was very honoured to be asked to be an ambassador for the British Motor Racing Marshals Club and uh, have been active in uh, that role for a couple of three years now and although I haven't raced for a while I know how important it is from what we do here and always try and say hello to the marshals when we can. Haven't had time to pop over and see you uh, this weekend so far. But to our colleagues in motor racing in either orange or white, whether you're waving a flag, you're on a post as an observer, thank you for giving us your most precious gift, the gift of your time. And thanks also to Tony and Preston down oh, there yeah. on the starter stand for us once again this weekend. It's a very busy day for both of them ah. on track from 8 a.m. to basically 6, 6 p.m. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, John's going to lose two fastest laps here. Yep. So that's going to put him way down. He's only done eight laps. And that will drop him out of the top three in this category, in his category, excuse me, in the arm category. So Grady Willingham and James McCann will benefit good news is though john gets races really well so it doesn't does. matter if he starts first or last he'll still be up at the front he'll be worth watching when yes. we go green these races of course we cover live uh, with our colleagues at porsche thank you for all the help that we get from troy bundy and the rest of the porsche motorsport north america team and they are free and without subscription both in sound and vision here in the states and across the world Go to imsaradio.com and click on the hamburger on the top left. You'll see the live video 
I said hamburger. It made Cher look at me as mm. in a hungry way. Did you not have breakfast? No, okay. not yet. I have a granola bar in the media center. It's fine. <laughs> that isn't breakfast. Um, That's the reward. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if uh, you've got friends, relatives who aren't acquaintances, uh, even people you don't like, if they aren't <laughs> here, and uh, just remind them that via IMSA Radio and IMSA.TV, there's an awful lot of live, free content this weekend. IMSA, one of the leading lights in providing live, free coverage of what goes on. And it's been a massive growth, actually, just announced by IMSA in people watching here in the States uh, and particularly internationally. Green flag is back out. It's uh, the rumble a, in the background. That's a really good, really good job by the cleanup squad at Track Services. There is a way to get into the back of the paddock, actually, just <laughs> through turn one. And I, I wonder if they've managed to get John's number 57 right motorsport car. It's John Getz we're talking about. So we are going to have basically a six-minute qualifying session. That'll be one out and... One, maybe two laps. I think you'll get two flyers. Two, yeah. I think you'll get two flyers here. So anybody who was hanging back a little bit and hasn't taken the best out of their second set of tyres might be on an absolute winner here. And how quickly can you switch on the tyres? How quickly That's going to be the, the big question. So Good. think about what we saw at the beginning of this session. Alan Metney going from zero to four espresso hero right off the bat. He should be pretty good at this. That's a very good point. Efren Castro leading in the pro-arm at the moment by the better part of a second uh, to Alan Metney, Moise Oretsky, <laughs> Jeff Morsing and PJ Hyatt who barely had a tenth between them. What was the giggle for? Mark Kwame lighting him up to Excellent. try and get out of the box on the rev limiter. Max attack. He knows that that pole position is not necessarily a guaranteed thing because Scott Noble currently has it and Mark realizes I better get some heat in these Michelins. I know how to do that. Oh, and there's a penalty for Scott Noble working on the car during a no. red flag. Oh, boy, if that results in his fastest lap being taken away, that would put Mark Kwame back on the pole. And it would put Grady Willingham into second and James McCann into third. Wow. After the penalty for John Getz for causing the red flag. Really, like, listen, I know it's hard, particularly when you haven't done it deliberately, but I, I do understand why Imza enact those uh, penalties for yep. causing a red flag um, we're not saying at all that John did that deliberately, we know he didn't but it takes away any discussion about a driver causing a red flag and thereby gaining advantage because his competitors could not improve because of the lost time and I, I absolutely understand and agree with that and I do think it's something that more of the uh, European series should see. We do get it in one or two of the European series. Does that happen in F1, though, interestingly? Mm. Mm. Isn't your elbow itching there, Charles? Mm. Isn't your elbow itching? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes, red flag. Red flag. Yeah. Yes. Ow, ow, ow. Ah. Didn't that happen somewhere oh, where they asked don't. a driver? It was Montoya, I think, actually. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. Three and a half minutes left in this qualifying session you, you, you've you've still got the driver who lost that out that year saying I should have that championship can we go back ah uh, let's not forget yeah right yeah. we have let's get back to the uh, action here 
as we've just gone through nine o'clock on this fast Friday. Three minutes on the nosy. And we've got everybody bar. Huh. Philip Martin just Willingham. came back into the pits. Now, here's interesting. Grady Willingham went out and came back in. Yeah. I So I now he, he doesn't really have a chance of going out again unless he's out in the next... 10 seconds. I don't think he's going back no. out. Maybe he's decided to save a set of tyres here. I think that's probably what it was, John. Or he went out and found himself in a large clump of traffic. Philippe Martin uh, in the Goldcrest 72 is in the pit lane. Everybody else is out on the track. Other than John Getz, of course, who caused the red flag. Right, where are our principals? Well, Riley... Dickinson, where's the 53 car? Oh, Michael Cooper's improving this lap, John. Okay. He's just done a very decent second sector. Mark, uh, Will Martin, excuse me, is heading into the inner loop, the bus stop now. He has got Varen Chorsky right in his wheel tracks in the number 13. Then it is Efren Castro provisionally on pole in Pro-Am. They're coming through now through turn six behind them it's the 37 who's Sabra Cook that's not a bad train to be in for Sabra uh oh though Riley Dickinson has just gone purple overall fastest through the third sector so he had lined up for a fast lap and he is currently on one Scott Noble improves his time in the MTK Motorsports Porsche 150.275 in the arm category and that takes him half a second clear of Mark Kwame in second but a penalty hanging over that number 10 car but a great effort nonetheless by Scott Noble to improve his time on that first attempt one minute to go here comes Will Martin now he's got clear track ahead of him for a real go should he require it the team will be talking to him there he goes he improves wow. 147.695. That's the new mark. He stretched his lead a fraction. It's now nearly two tenths of a second. And Efren Castro cements his lead at the top of 48. One minute 48.9. Second best in Pro Am is a 50.1. 1.2 seconds. <sighs> the gap to Efren Castro. Efren Park it, mate. Yeah. Honestly. Don't even try this lap. You do not throw, throw that car off. Michael McCann into third as here comes Riley across the line. What can Dickinson do? Not good enough for Paul. He's he, 36 thousandths off. He has improved and he's on the back of a train. Checkered flag, checkered flag. Who's the first car to see it? It'll be the number 93, I think. Uh, it's Jeff through. Mosing. Oh, Mosing, okay. Yep, Jeff Mosing followed very closely by Alan Metney, and then the 93, as you rightly point out, John. Stefan Radzinski will start no better than 18. And Jeff Mosing went to second on that last lap in pro, and Alan Metney will start no better than third. Aretsky in fourth. PJ Hyatt still out there. But Efren Castro has blitzed, absolutely blitzed it. Jeff Mosing got closer on his... Last lap, as did Alan Metney, 148.9 to a 149.6, so over six tenths of a second. 
Jason but, Hart just wow. jumped up into third. Sorry, John, as he crossed the line a couple of seconds ago, didn't see an improvement from his time, but there it was. And now he's just outside of three-tenths off pole. What can Michael McCann do, though? He's the next one to respond. Riley Dickinson is on a good lap. It's not his best lap, but compared to what Will Martin's sector times are, nah, he's not. He's off nope. in the middle. Riley Dickinson will not start on pole position. Currently on the outside of row one, Michael McCann still out there to improve. There goes Elias De La Torre past us in JDX's number four. That'll be no better than eight then for him. Did not improve on his last goal, that last six-minute run after the red flag. Oh, people are losing time here. Times as well. Track limits at the final corner. McCann has oh. pitted. McCann has pitted. He doesn't improve. Riley Dickinson knew he wasn't improving. So he's pitted as well. So the top 12 now is set. No, make that the top 15. 16 is set. We'll run through in a moment. The top 16 of the pro cars. But, John, Scott Noble has lost his time. He is now showing as bottom of the class with no lap set meaning Mark Kwame is given pull. So that was working on the car during, during the, the red, red flag. flag. Yep. Wow, he had two. He had the two quickest times. He'd have been on pull for both of the races, Shay. Yep. He would have been on pull for both the races, and he's going to have to start at the Four. back. So Mark Kwame in a hurry to the pull from James McCann in second. Uh, John Getz is still showing in third at the moment, but he will lose his best two times. Maybe has he that, already has. I was going to say, I wonder if that's been taken into consideration. It may have been. Then it'll be Michael Merritt for McCann Racing and Grady Willingham for Goldcrest. That's your top five in AM. In Pro-AM, Efren Castro, who at one stage was over 1.2 seconds ahead of the field, will end up with a seven-tenths of a second gap. Back to Jeff Mosing in second. He'll be the second of the Pro-AM starters with Alan Metney in third, PJ Hyatt in fourth, Moitzi Oretsky in fifth and Chris Palomo in sixth and they were very very tight indeed all within a couple of tenths of each other and at the front of the field it's JDX, Kelly Moss MDK, McCann and McElroy Racing five different teams represented by Will Martin by .036 of a second to Riley Dickinson then a three tenths cap from the front row to inside of row two, Jason Hart in the number 20. He had half a tenth of a second to Michael McCann of McCann Racing. Then a tenth back to row three. Tom Sargent will start on the inside for McElroy Racing in the 17 car from Michael McCarthy in sixth position. Again, just on a tenth there. Uh, and then just under a tenth back to row number four, Alex Sedgwick. The man from the Midlands originally for JTX and Elias De La Torres alongside him. And the top 10 made up by Dan Clark, who did get a good lap in, had all sorts of troubles yesterday with the Nola Sport Race Nichols car. He is in ninth. And Varunchowski for Wright Motorsport. And what a top 10 that is. And the top 10 separated by three quarters of a second. And we can take in 13 call it 14 cars down to a second 
from the Paul Sitter for race one, Will Martin. And the headline will be Paul Sitter, Will Martin, not Riley Dickinson. And the last time Riley did not start on pole, he did not go on to win that race. So this will be a new race winner for Watkins Glen International. Will it be a new race winner for 2023? you got to watch the race later on today to find out. Live and free, no blocks, no breaks with IMSA Radio and IMSA TV together. If you go to IMSA Radio or to RadioLamont.com, part of the Radio Show Limited uh, network of audio and visual channels, always bringing it to you without subscription or any interruption. Join us then for the first of two rounds of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America here at Watkins Glen for the Sealand's six hours weekend. It's not the one you'll want to miss. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.